A better class of radio station. All flavors radio. We have only the best, 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 best DJs from around the world. All flavors radio. Being insulted is amazing. It's one of the best things that could happen to you. Why? Because when people want to hurt you, they're going to come after you with something real. Nobody throws an insult at you that they think is patently ridiculous. The things that they insult you for are the things that they know are going to get under your skin. And if you can take that in, if you can let that pain wake you up to something that you may not have wanted to look at, if you can let that attack become something that empowers you because you're willing to listen, you're able to separate the message from the messenger. You're able to see that even though what they're trying to do is hurt you, that in there, there is a nugget of truth. And the way that I think about that is when people throw something at me, they're throwing a nugget of gold. And yes, it sucks every time you get hit in the face with a nugget of gold. But if you don't throw your defenses up, if you take that shot, suddenly at your feet is something very valuable, something that you can use. And all you have to do is be willing to pick it up be willing to hold in your hand and look at it and see it for what it is, which is the truth. And in the truth, then you can see how you really are. And once you see how you really are, then you can make that change. But it all begins with the pain. It all begins with the suffering. It all begins with an insult. It all begins with something aimed to take you down. But when you have the mentality of a learner, when your identity is around self-improvement, when the thing that makes up who you are is your single-minded willingness to stare nakedly at your inadequacies, suddenly you can change. Suddenly, it doesn't hurt so much to have somebody say something. As long as it's true, you're willing to use it. As long as it's true, you're willing to take it on board and see how you can improve and get better. But first, you must stop being willfully blind to your inadequacies. You must stop being willfully blind to the mistakes that you make. You must stop being willfully blind to the areas that you need to improve if you want to achieve the things that you say you want to achieve. But that's where people get stuck. They get stuck in self-esteem. They get stuck building their self-esteem around something that is weak, something that is fragile, something that can be attacked. And that's why you have to build your self-esteem around something truly anti-fragile, something that the more it is attacked, the stronger it becomes. And the only thing that I've ever seen that's like that is to identify as the learner. Once you identify, once your very sense of self is that of someone who improves, someone who's willing to look at the truth, someone who's willing to hear the hard and difficult and painful truths about who you really are because you know that the thing that makes you great is your willingness to look at that and to improve. Once you have that mentality, once you're willing to push yourself and improve and become something extraordinary, that is the thing that's going to give you that pride and that sense of self-esteem because you were willing to stare at the things that you find ugly about yourself. Because you know you can make them beautiful. And that's the difference between the person who throws an insult at you, they have not yet figured that out, and they need to tear you down to try to make themselves bigger. But you don't need to do that because you have an aim. You know what you're trying to become, and the relentless pursuit of that mandates that you accept who you really are right now 
as a means to figure out the new skill set that you need to acquire to live the life that you want to live. But focus only on that. Don't worry about people trying to tear you down. Don't worry about anything other than what is true, what is needed for you to cross the chasm of skill set to get from where you are to where you want to be. Because that is the most important question life is ever going to ask. Who do you want to become? And what's the price you're willing to pay to get there? So ask yourself right now, what price are you willing to pay for greatness?
pleasant good evening to you all here on allflavorsradio.com. On the top of the hour we had Tom Bilou and Learn From Your Critics. We just heard the dulcet tones of Rochelle Farrell from her Rochelle Farrell album. Till you come back to me. Shouting out the world. Shouting out the tuning crew. Shouting out the chat room crew. Shouting out the WhatsApp crew. And even you silent listeners out there, how is everyone doing? Here on the 8th of February 2022. We have a lot in store for you tonight. I am Wimbo77. And I'm naturally Lily. Good evening, everybody. How are you doing, world? How is everyone doing? Moving the table a bit closer to us. <laughs> yeah. Lily, I know you've kind of mellowed into the seat. You made it just in time. Yeah. <laughs> to get in tonight. What is that noise? Oh. These microphones are very sensitive. They're called condenser mics, and they pick up every sound. This is a new one that I've just got. I did. I did notice the fact that I can sit at this distance and still sound, hear myself quite clearly, which is nice. Yeah, but there is something in the distance there that is. I don't know what it is. We'll find it out. We'll find out what it is. So, Lily, you've had a long day today. I've a long. I've had a long day, and I'm feeling a bit under the weather today. So. I'm sorry. Yeah. Under the weather. I've had I I get a swelling in my throat whenever I know whenever I feel like I'm coming down with something. Yeah. And I've had the swelling there for the last two days, so I kind of knew I was Everybody's... getting something, but now I really don't feel well. Your so body's telling you that it's time for to a rest. break. Yeah. Time for a break and it is the February half term that's coming up very soon, which is going to be great. But you're going to be working, right? <laughs> I don't get to enjoy that. Oh, <laughs> I'm working a full week on that week. Yeah. Oh, really sorry about that. But, you know, it's life goes on and we've got to just take each day each day. Yeah. Today went relatively quickly for myself, which is good. Mm-hmm. Which means, you know, one day closer to just that, that time Half out. your week's done, isn't it? Yeah. Your working week. And um, DiCarlo says, Wagwan. Wagwan with you, DiCarlo. Uh, Wagwan with you, DiCarlo. I hope you're okay. We had a great gig on Sunday. Sunday night. Nice. It went really well. We nice. had fun. Lots of fun. And the nice thing is that it wasn't too long. <laughs> <laughs> Not too long. Oh, and we, it's always good to get together, isn't it? Yeah. So, Lily, what are the questions for tonight? So, two questions for today. The first question is, is it right for a parent to search their child's room? And the response I had to this was very interesting, this question, Mm. when I posed it. And the scenario is, or the question is, how do you tell someone that you don't like the way they dress? 
Yeah. And this is actually something that's come up <laughs> today at work. Stop it. Yeah. Already? It's but it's, it's not so much that they don't like the way you dress. It's yeah. the fact that what you're wearing is in the don't fit. Yeah. Because but we'll get to that. I'll, we'll, I'll share that experience. We'll definitely get to that. Because everyone online on, on Facebook are like, you need to tell your friend. Not that you need to. There's kind of mixed views yeah. on that question. And it's a scenario, and I was like, well, it's not me saying that I don't like the way someone dress, because dress how you like. Oh, God. I dress how I like. Yeah. So I don't see why I should push my views on someone else. So it's not how someone dresses, really, but it's Nobody kind is. of... Yeah. Dependent, <laughs> dependent on if it's kind of showing them in a good way or a bad way, right? Yeah. So how do we go about... You know, you can tell us your scenario later. I shall share, I shall share. But what are those facts? I found some facts from Africa which I thought were just really quite interesting Mm. and thought that listeners, that you might be interested in hearing some of these facts, right? So, Lily, what's one fact that you saw there in that list that is quite interesting to you? So this first one, I actually really like it because Mm. I saw something this week that's kind of based on this fact. Yeah. And it is that Africa is the... Sorry. Africa is the second largest continent on Earth. My question is, what is the first largest? But we'll get to that. I always thought that Africa was the largest continent. Well, based off of what I saw... Um, I would assume that it is actually one of the largest. So what I saw this week was someone taking other countries and putting them kind of like it at, at scale yeah. on the continent of Africa. And some of the continents that fitted in there, North America fitted Into in like the top corner of Africa. Yeah. Um, China... Mm. fit on the continent of Africa there was space left yeah and then there was a couple of other countries like Italy and a couple of other countries that fit into the um continent of Africa so I'm thinking China's pretty big mm. South Amer- um, North America's pretty big I but then I guess Asia is a very big continent so it's obviously seconds to Asia I always thought that all the countries or all of the continents sorry could fit into Africa. No. But for what they're saying here, they're saying it's the second largest. Second largest to what, what other continent is? Asia. Oh, is it Asia that it said that? It has to be Asia because it, they're South America and North America both can fit in Africa. Mm. Australasia is like a bit of everything, isn't yeah. it? And Asia is the biggest because you've got Russia and China and India and all those countries that come under that continent so i'm assuming that's what it is but it says here that um they said it was a north and south pole some for some reason but it the north not it's not the north pole those are the extremities what is it antarctica yeah yeah but is that not part of australasia antarctica that's at the top of the map yeah and that Australasia is down the bottom, isn't it? I mean, it Australasia is, is Australia, New Zealand, yeah. and the. So Antarctica's, if you look at it square, because we're not looking at it from a globe point of view, so it's north and Australia's south on the map. 
Yeah, I know where they are. I'm just, yeah. I thought they were collective. They were a collective continent, but clearly not. So it says that Africa is the second largest continent in the world with a total mm. area of around 11.73 million square miles, which is... 30.37 million square kilometers and that accounts for 5.7 percent of the earth's surface as well as 20 percent of the total surface of land on our planet mm. um and then it goes on to say it's divided into five subsections north africa east africa central africa southern africa and west africa so for all those people that say that egypt's not in africa it's part of mm. north africa so <laughs> there's your answer right there one of the most interesting facts about africa is that in length and breadth of the continent sorry the length and breadth of the continent are about the same horizontal width is 4355 miles from dakar to senegal east to Mogadishu, Somalia, and vertically, 4,504 miles from Ooh. Cape Town, South Africa, to Tripoli in Libya. It's quite interesting because when you look at it, it doesn't look that way, does it? But, yeah, it's almost, what, just 200 um, miles difference mm. in the, the, the length and the width. Yeah. And bigging up Senegal, who won the African... I don't know if it's, it was it the African Cup. Africa Cup of Nations, yeah. Africa Cup of Nations. So well done, Senegal. And I know that Gambia was in there somewhere, but Gambia is kind of part... Well, they, they're neighbouring countries. Mm. So well done on that on Sunday. So the map of Africa says there's 54 countries and 10 territories and two de facto independent states with limited or no recognition. So Sudan used to be the largest country in Africa until it was split into the Sudan and South Sudan, which is just like North and South Sudan, right? (laughs) But then I guess not, because then you've got North and South Korea, which are two separate countries. And then Algeria is now the largest African country by geographical area. I wonder why they've said that, that... Um, Algeria is the largest African country by geographical area because it is and Cairo is the largest city um, in the capital and that's in we know Cairo is the capital of Egypt so it's that's quite interesting isn't it when it talks about because I know this fact as well when it talks about um, countries that are not recognised in Somalia I think it's in north the northern part of Somalia, there's a little section of Somalia called, I think it's Somaliland. We saw it, didn't we, the other day? And we've we've spoken about it. No, not that Somaliland. There's a Somaliland that's not recognised by the the United Nations or whoever it is that recognises countries. Mm -hmm. Um, But they have their own passport they have their own flag but they still need a Somalian passport and a Somalian flag (laughs) because they're not recognized as a country okay but they're trying to gain their independence from Somalia for some reason a bit like um Eritrea and Ethiopia because they were they used to be one country didn't they yeah and then through the wars and whatnot they've kind of split up yeah so Africa's often thought as quite isolated from the rest of the world. But this couldn't be furthest from the truth because Africa and Europe are separated by mm. less than nine miles. That, that really interested me. Yeah. That, that re- I thought, wow, that's not far, nine miles. You can see Morocco from... Gibraltar, was Southern it? Spain, yeah. Yes. When we was in... 
Malaga. Mm. We went to one a part of Malaga where you could see the coastline of Morocco. Wow. And it was like an an I don't even think it was an hour's boat trip. It's close. From coast nine to coast. Miles. How far is nine miles? It's not to that far. To drive up the road, isn't it? Where, where's nine miles will take us from here to about, not even Stevenage, just before Chesant. Is it about nine miles no, from here Chesant's to Chesant? further than that. Nine miles, Leash? Yeah. We'll it's like, it's like from here to central London. Okay. It's but then can, is that a bit, is that about the same? Yeah. Because here to Hackney... Yeah. It's only about two miles. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's that Tottenham, journey. We're, we're in North London, Tottenham. It's that guys. journey back and forth four times. Mm, it's not that far. Nine miles. Twice, actually. So you can see Europe from Africa. It's only nine, nine miles away. And it says from the Straits of... Um, that's the Straits of uh, Gibraltar which separates Spain from Morocco. So like you just said that. Mm. And it says ferries are even available to take you from Africa to yep. Europe or vice versa. I didn't know that. You could get a ferry. You can get a ferry from southern Spain to Morocco. I didn't know that. Where we were, you could get the ferry. Wow, that's, yeah. that's really good. So it's nice to know, guys. That's nice to know. It says the Africa continent has the second largest population as well in the world so it's 1,287,920,518 people mm. and that's approximately 16.87% of the world's population and that was as of August 2018. So I'm, I'm sure there's more and mm. you should don't I don't think it's surprising actually because when you see how many Africans there are in southern Spain there are a lot yeah and they, they, you know, like what they do in, in Africa where they walk along the beach and like they try and sell stuff yeah. to you. They're doing exactly the same thing in South Spain. <laughs> <laughs> when, it's great. It's funny when you travel to Africa, like we've been to a few of the countries in Africa. Mm. So we've been to like, I've been to Tunisia, uh, been to Gambia, Kenya. Kenya um, are those the, I think there's one more I've traveled to. You've gone to Senegal as well. Because you crossed the borders didn't you um we went to james island so that's another part oh, of okay. it but not fully to senegal and the infrastructure it's the same what as southern spain not as spain as in africa it's all the same so regardless of whether you're in tunisia or regardless of whether you're in kenya the way that they run the taxi service and the streets oh yeah it's the same all across the board mm. and that's quite amazing like the fact of the the cohesion that mm. they Africa is just Africa. Yeah. Some parts are maybe a bit more um, dirtier or poorer than others, but they run in the same way. The same yellow taxis. Some like Kenya has tuk tuks. You know the <laughs> like yeah. the Indian cars. Yeah. And that, but it's it's the same, and it's lovely because it says there. It's no surprise that Africa is home to the most genetically diverse people on earth as it is the second largest continent mm. so that's quite amazing and that's only one fact we've looked at kind of the, it being the second largest continent on the earth yeah and there are so many more so many more facts maybe we'll factor those in in the next couple of weeks Lily. yeah why not yeah because it's, it's i think it's quite interesting to know about the continent and i know that a lot of us come from the caribbean but we know that a lot of ones of us that have come from the Caribbean, that our roots 
are kind of set from African roots, right? Would you agree with that or disagree, Lily? Uh, I yeah, we a lot of us have roots in Africa, but uh, uh, yeah, we have roots both in both places. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So it's really good to to just have a look and see, yeah, where our roots where our roots lie, right? Mm. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a short break. Sorry, guys, flipping between <laughs> bits here. And um, we will see y'all in five. Five. Take care. This is the station with all your music in one place. Have you ever wondered if you could foster? Not every foster child has the best start in life. And when most people can only see their past, it takes someone like you to see their future. You can change their story. You can be the difference in their life. Fostering, a rewarding career with excellent pay. On average, £450 per week per child. Text FOSTER to 82727 or visit bythebridge.co.uk. We are by the bridge. We are fostering. Crystal, crystal clear. 100% illusion. Produced locally. Makes me feel so proud. Free and a proud recipient of the 2018 and 2019 Grand Gold Month Selection Quality Award. Our choice is clear, crystal clear. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 
down in one of you I'm giving a big shout out to everyone in the chat room how you doing Angela Gel Gel what should we say aka Gel Gel Dick Carla how you doing John Ken Of Will Down in, and yeah, a bit of Shantae more here for y'all, keeping it nice and mellow tonight. We'll say, say, enjoy McKay in the house. I hope you've had a lovely day. Getting Mark Philogene from Bremen. You can catch Mark on a Monday night and a Sunday afternoon here on All Flavors. Also saying hello to guest 70735. Guest. And guess 39. Not forgetting guest number 8. 735 from Nuremberg.
Also saying a high five to George Flavors. Sarah Malaysia, I hope you're doing well. Some great stuff over the start end. saying a big high five or shouting out John John and Ray Chanel bigging up DJ Slim LJ Original great shows yesterday. Shante more. (laughs) 
song never gets old. Timeless, I say. And I know that all flavours were celebrating the life of Bob Marley over the start end. And we will be playing a couple of songs to tribute him to. Timeless song, isn't it, naturally, Lily? It is. Ah. Uh, I do like that. Now that love's taken over. How does love take over? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like they say, lots of people, there are many things in life that we can be addicted to. And one of those things is love. Is love. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Is love. So I guess it can take over sometimes, but it's when it becomes toxic or mm. when it becomes where you can't, it's, it's not a matter of control either, is it? But, you know, it's... But I think when you feel like you have to start being controlling, that's when it's kind of getting a bit toxic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. beautiful people. I want to play a piece of music because we're talking about our history right now, right? And let me know, give me a show of hands in the chat room if you remember this and we will be with you in literally a few seconds. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. Jogging a few memories out there. And I bet you're singing along too. Do you remember that, beautiful people, beautiful listeners? Yes, it was a sitcom that was out in the 80s and it hosted or one of the actors was a very kind of famous young man that grew into an older man that still looked like a young man. Do you know who we're talking about, Lily? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Mr. Gary Coleman. Gary Do you remember him? Do you remember him? Of course or? I remember Gary Coleman. <laughs> Oh, that's good because no, sometimes of we talk course. about people and you're like, I don't know who that person he's is. He's not, he's not <laughs> old. No, he's not old, but um, he is. He was born on February the 8th, 1968. Mm. So that's two days after daddy. 19 February the 8th, oh, not two days, two, two years. years. <laughs> two years. Two days, was it? After, two years after. And he was, yeah, February the 8th. 1968 that this diminutive actor Gary Coleman was born in Zion, Illinois. Despite a childhood of medical troubles, Coleman went on to become a television star in numerous situation comedies. He was in many comedies. Yeah, yeah. His story is quite a sad one when you kind of read it because it's like, well, he, he 
earned a lot, but we're going to look at... Oh, yeah, I remember his story. Yeah. Didn't a lot of it get taken by his fam, his mum on... Yeah, his parents. He was acting, but they weren't really doing anything with the money that he was earning. Oh, they stole a lot of it. Yeah, really. I do remember yeah. this. Yeah, so he said, I proudly, I parody myself every chance I get. I try to make fun of myself and let people know that I am a, a human being and these things that have happened to me are real. I'm not just some cartoon who exists and suddenly doesn't mm. exist. And that's the thing, because of his whole nature, because of the way that he was, we just saw him as a young child, like, all yeah. the time. Right? So what's a bit of his background? What's a bit of... So he had uh, quite a few health problems which stunted his growth and mm. he was four foot eight inches. Um, but his small stature made him a charming personality. So yeah. he was able to um, get a role in 1978 at the age of 10 on the sitcom Different Strokes. And I'm assuming at that point, when he's 10 years old, he didn't look like he wasn't supposed to be the height he was but he was cute and he was endearing when mm. he on that program yeah um i can't believe it's 1978 i thought it was the 80s but but t- well yeah, yeah it would have been the 80s because yeah. if it's 78 it started mm. and he was on the show for quite a while um it did go into the 80s and then he was in some films in the 80s on the right track in 1981 and then a tv movie the kid with a broken halo in 1982 yeah um and then he had his own cartoon series, which was adapted from that Kid with a Broken Heart um, TV movie, mm. where he played himself on the Gary Coleman show. But he sadly died in May twenty on May the twenty eighth in twenty ten at the age of forty two from suffering from an intracranial hemorrhage, so he had yeah. bleed on the brain. But in his early life, it says that. Um, he was adopted by his parents um, when he was a baby. One of his parents, Mr. Coleman, was a pharmaceutical representative and his wife was a nurse practitioner. But at birth, he was already diagnosed with many health issues, including congenital kidney defect known as nephritis. And he required a lot of surgeries and lifelong dialysis. That wow, is a I lot. Didn't dialysis he had... from baby. And you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even know him being on the, those shows that he was going through all of that. He must have been. If it's lifelong dialysis, you'd have to do that at least once or twice a week, right? Dialysis. Yeah, from what two, can... three times a week. Mostly. He had a kidney transplant at five, so I don't okay. know if that made much of a difference. But yeah. at seventeen. Um, because of his health conditions, his his Hi. growth was stunted. So yeah. that's how he, why he didn't get any taller than four foot eight inches. How but a lot of these, go on. I was gonna say how high is four foot eight? So inches? if I'm five foot two, five okay, foot three. So it's all about. So you're gonna look about six inches below that, aren't you? Wow. Wait, eleven's the highest. So <laughs> even Jayla's taller half than my height. Wow. So that he was like small, wasn't he? He was tiny. Small. Yeah, but the lovely thing is that around the age of nine, Coleman that he was discovered by a talent scout mm. um, for the Norman Lear Agency, who was looking for actors to star in like a revival of The Little Rascals. I love The Little Rascals. I think it's really funny. 
um, with alfalfa and all those little children in it. Mm. And the project didn't take off, but Carmen's small stature proved to be an asset in other productions as he was cast to play precarious uh, or precocious, shall I say, characters that were nearly half his age. So what I guess the good side or the upside of his size was that he could actually play a younger character, mm. even though he was probably older. And then obviously it says his big break came in 1978 when he was cast to play the character Arnold Jackson on the new sitcom of Different Strokes. Now, I know Different Strokes, they used to cover, I mean, the fact that it was a rich white guy that adopted two black males, that yeah. was controversial within itself. Yeah. And then within the shows, they always touched on really good topics. Ones that you could think of. I, I recall one, it was called The Bike Man. And The Bike Man was actually a paedophile. Yeah. Oh, I think I've sort of seen this yeah. episode. Yeah. And so they, it always touched on things that you could be left with thinking, mm. wow, if my child was put in that situation or mm. um, Arnold used to find himself in all, himself in all sorts of awkward situations, but how they got out of it and what the actual lesson was, lesson was and what the viewer mm. could take away from the actual program. Yeah. So that was really good um, regardless. Uh, and what was nice was the lines were crossed with a white father or white adoptive father and she, he had a sibling, a white sibling, mm. but he was they were two young black boys mm. and how they were accommodated because they were very rich as well. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. In that. So, like it says, he played a, an American orphan who was taken in by a wealthy white benefactor and his daughter. The series was a hit and his co-star Dana Plateau and Todd Bridges. Todd Bridges was what, Willis. Um his common exclamation was what you just said at the top of the show, Leash. What are you talking about, Willis? That's right. And it became a part of pop culture mm. back in the 80s. So that's really lovely. And uh, uh, when, when we watch it or we hear that theme tune, it brings back some really good memories, mm. doesn't it? Mm. And that lasted a while. But sadly, what, what happened... Now, as I was reading this, I thought the first thing that came to my mind was this is a problem with with our society, our community yeah. because you get a little bit of money and you just lose your head. So mm. at the age of 10, Coleman founded his own company, the Gary, Gary Coleman Productions, um, to handle his career. And his parents became full-time managers. Mm. That's the first break. Like, writing themselves into the contract as their son's paid employees. When Coleman's acting career slowed drastically after the cancellation of Dish's Different Strokes in 86, the child star turned to his trust fund, which he rightly should yeah, do, earned. which estimated, which was estimated to hold nearly 18 million. That remember that number? Time. 18 million. I mean, with inflation, yeah. that must be close to... A lot of money. What, 50, 60 million now? I think that's me cutting it short, but anyways. And that's back in the, the 70s and 80s, In right? the 80s, yeah, right. 86. And right. then, so he was nearly eight at the t 18 years at the time. So he'd been working for a good eight years. Mm. Or sorry, working for a good, yeah, eight years, because he got the role in 78. Um, So by 18, he was ready to take a little money out. Only to discover that from that 18 million, 
dollars. He only had two hundred twenty thousand. I mean, terrible. when you say only two hundred twenty thousand, that's shocking. They've spent all of his money, Lily. It's like it's like having a hundred pounds. Uh, I'm just trying to put it in the most simplest they form. They spent seventeen million eight hundred and eighty thousand pounds dollars. How sorry, do you spend seventeen money. million pounds? They bought themselves a house and they bought a car. And the mum yeah. went shopping all the time for new stuff. She went to the nail salon and went and got her hair done every week. And she managed to squander 18 million. Wow. Because Sorry, again, my bad. 17 million, 880,000. Because we know, we know, again, when it comes to compounding and financial freedom, that that 18 million could have just, they could have just been learning or earning or living off of the interest. No, because that's how much he should have had. So maybe he, say like, if you are thinking of compounding, yeah, maybe he was earning, I don't know, he was, it was 10 years. So maybe it was 1.8 million a year. Yeah. 10 years worth should be 18 million. Right. But there's not one. So every year they were spending at least a mil. Wow. I don't know what you'd spend a billion pounds on, but... It's quite yeah. sad. He did take them to court, though, didn't he? It said it was resulted in a... And the sad thing he is... He didn't even get a were, fraction of the money. He didn't even get half of his money back. They were his adoptive parents. That's fine. And they implemented themselves into his his contract to be... But what's fine about that? No, that it's fine that they adopted him, but they, they screwed him over, basically. In a big way. Because he was doing the work. Yes. And they were creaming off his money. So this is like those YouTube parents. I was going to, when I saw this and I read Fully. this, I was talking, I was thinking on that. Like, yeah. you know, these young kids. You see, uh, Jayla was here the other day and she was watching something. It was a video of these young girls and they got these videos and they, they got these songs out there. Yeah. You better listen while your mama's at. <laughs> oh, God. But they, they, they've got a lot of views, so they must be earning some money. I hope the parents are putting that money into a trust fund for them. No, but what I think about little kids like that, the ones that have songs, mm. yeah, the parents are putting in the time. So maybe the dad does the music production and whatever, sorry, does the music. So they're actually putting a bit of work. So yeah. they should get something back for it. However, these parents here sent, when assigned their child up to an agency, the agency was like, yep, we want him. And... The parents said, oh, we're going to be your managers and we're writing our own salaries into Jeez. your contract. Like, no lawyer was involved in that process. He's yeah. 10. What does he yeah. know about this? Uh, it happened to Macaulay Culkin as well. His dad done the same thing. So they, you know, and then when he wanted to take control of his funds, um, it was another story. So, sadly, Gary Coleman ended up with just £3.8 million of his money. Um, yeah. It's quite sad. So, right from the start, he's had health issues. He's worked all of his life. It's not like he's Has he's an easy life. having a free ride because he's going and he's working, and then sitting on dialysis. And that's exactly had operations, so on and so forth, and then just another kicker that he's got to take his parents to court. Mm -hmm. That couldn't have been very nice. And then on top of that, his personal issues. So he did, he struggled with depression. And it said that he attempted suicide several times. He went into semi-retirement and then he ended up um, bouncing from Colorado to Arizona. When he couldn't find acting work, he 
<laughs> this is quite a funny line though. He took up work as a security guard. Now, I wonder how that fared for him, unless he was a funny security guard. I, I don't know um, how his stature, he's quite small. But to be fair, they don't really do anything, let's be honest. But security guards? You what, can't say what, that, Lily. No, I'm going to say it out loud. It's funny because I went into Tesco's after work tonight and I bought a few bits and I, I had a bottle of water under my arm and didn't realise that I didn't pay for it. Yeah. So I walked through the door... Obviously, the beepers went off and the security guard says, oh, it's all right. But then when I looked at my thing, I thought, oh, no, I didn't pay for the water. So I had to go all the way back round yeah. and pay for it. But yeah, but you were ready to just let your teeth out the bottle of water. I could have just gone with the, the water. What did I say? But, they know. don't do nothing. <laughs> so the nice thing is that he, well, what's not nice is he had to... But with him, at 3.8 million, 3.8 million, and still he had to file for bankruptcy. Yeah, because cost of living. They, if you think of where they were living, most probably they weren't living in no three-bedroom house with mm. low utilities. They're most probably living in a massive house with swimming pools. they got cars. they got whatever. You have to upkeep all of this stuff. You have to yeah. pay for landscapers. You have to pay for house work blah 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 and on top of that he's having to pay medical bills because yeah, think dialysis you're true. paying for in that's america true. it's not yeah. like here you just pop up to the to the clinic mm. he's paying for every single time he's got to sit on that machine yeah yeah that's awful 3.8 wow. million ain't gonna do anything do anything really. wow so it says as he matured though he became known for his hot temper mm. and him and his girlfriend had a few Tate-a-tates. Mm. He ended up in prison overnight on um, a couple of occasions in 2010. And they even, I've got to find this because I know I love my divorce court. And it said they headed to a TV divorce court to settle their issues. Oh dear Lord. So they got secretly married, but they just couldn't get it together because obviously his bad temper and they were both cited for disorderly conduct. And, yeah, like it says, he, he was charged with domestic violence and was placed in jail just overnight. He died from stress, man. Yeah. He, he, did, he, he, pressure, he died from he? stress. It's quite sad. When I was looking at this, I thought it was quite a sad story to have to go through all of that. And he, I mean, he brought lots of laughs and smiles to our faces. Mm. And, you know, he his health did fail. He... He had a seizure on yeah. set. On set, he had one, yeah. On the insider. what Have you seen the insider before? No. Nah. So he must have been um, getting on in age there. And then on May 26, 2010, he did pass away. Not really. He's only 40. 42. 42, yeah. 42 when he passed away. So he, he passed away May 28, 2010. Suffering from an intracranial hemorrhage in Provo, Utah. He fell in his home. Uh-huh. Oh, so he eventually hit his head on the floor and then... Yeah. That was it. The... That was the end of it. So... Yeah, That's really on. sad. Because to think you, you've basically worked... What has he worked? Nine... What is that? 42. He started when he was 10. 10 years old. 32 years. That's like 75% of his life just spent in the camera... With nothing to show for it. And then you pop the clogs 
at 42. That's awful. That might be a question for us. Is fame really worth it? Do you know what I mean? No. Because you give so much of your life away to the public. And do they appreciate... Do, do we appreciate the work that these actors and actresses or singers or anyone in the public eye the things that they do for our entertainment we don't because half of us will be like oh i love that actress i love the actor and the other half will be like oh they're this they're that the amount of negative comments that you will get <laughs> okay i'm gonna speak on it dandy dandy Newton, oh, yeah, yeah lord have i don't know why she did that Oh, I don't know why her, she did what, it. When she went on and said about the black I started laughing. Roles. <laughs> it's when she goes, okay, so Fanny Newton is a mixed race actress who takes on roles such as Nina Simone. And we know that Nina Simone was a beautiful dark skinned lady. Yeah. And Dandy Newton is not. So the argument is why is she taking away roles like this from dark skinned actresses? But the thing is, she'll go up and do the, 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 probably do the, what do they do before they get the role? Audition. The audition. And that's what, they'll choose her. Exactly. So, so should she not go for the audition and not get work? Yes. That's Why? the point. Because the whole point, the whole point that was being made was, you're crying. Oh, these people that look like my mom. <laughs> that had me busting up in tears in laughter because you know for a f- you're saying you people that you look like your mum are not being represented on television because you're taking the 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 role the audition mm. if it's people like viola davis and lupita nyango and those people that are going for it why are you in the queue why are you there because you do not fit that demographic of actress mm. and you can't then say oh well, i'm trying to rep for my black people because you got paid it's not like you did. You were forced into it. You got your millions, and now you're crying for getting your millions. D- don't embarrass That's yourself. That's another time. That's another show. We we will do another yourself. show on that one. Please make a note. Make so a it's note actresses that. like that that some of us love, and some of us are like mm, no, and then we get a lot of negativity. Is fame worth it for that? Mm. Well, if you're getting paid for it, I guess it's up to you to make that decision. But... To be hated or loved, that's the question, isn't it? We'll see y'all. In five. This is the station with all your music in one place. It happens once a year. V Pi Scene Affair. TC4's birthday party. Saturday, 26th of February 2022. Aboard the MV Golden Flame. Leaving Temple Pier, 7 p.m. sharp. Arriving back at midnight. Birthday cake and loads of giveaways on the night. Music from A-listed DJs Alan Brando, Swaby Irie, DJ Pepper, Chairman of the Board, DJ Legs and the Birthday Boy, TC Fords. Tickets early bird 25, standard 30, VIP 35 pounds. Available from shubs.com or eventbrite.co.uk. If it's your birthday, celebrate with us. Call 07511-272-227. Supported by Slam Radio and Discount Cars and Van Rental. Have you ever wondered if you could foster? Not every foster child has the best start in life. And when most people can only see their past, it takes someone like you to see their future. You can change their story. You can be the difference in their life. Fostering, a rewarding career with excellent pay. On average, £450 per week per child. Text FOSTER to 82727 or visit bythebridge.co.uk. We are by the bridge. We are fostering. Crystal, crystal clear. 100% solution. Produce locally. 
and a proud recipient of the 2018 and 2019 Grand Gold Month Selection Quality Award. Our choice is clear. Crystal clear. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. All Flavors Radio. over the start end and his music always gives us a message always reminds us if you want a big big tree let me 
like he says, it only takes a small axe to chop a big tree down. That's right. Shout out the chat room crew, worldwide crew, tuning crew, and all you silent listeners. Angela, aka Jojo, Chanel Taylor, DiCarlo, Joy McKay, Mark Philogene, John Ken. Flavors, DJ Guest number eight, Guest seven three five, there will be Guest two two four. Guest 158. I'm not forgetting Marjak, Anisha, Isa, Tai Tai, Anaya. And lots of love going out to Duane, Jayla. And Janae. And how are you doing, Kimmy B? Kels. Sounds of Bob Marley there. Always remembering Bob Marley's conscious lyrics, one love. And that's what it's all about, the love that we give out as individuals is the love that we will receive back too. So Lily, our question, what's our first question for the, oh no, no, we've got to do our word of the day, haven't we? Let's drop the question then. We'll All right, let's drop the question. So the questions for today are, is it right for a parent to search their child's room? Mm. And our second question is, how do you tell someone that you don't like the way they dress? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll, we'll definitely go into that one because it's not necessarily the fact of not liking the way that someone dresses, but maybe the way they dress is a bit yeah. out there, questionable. But we, we've got lots of um, replies from that on Facebook. Okay. So we'll go into that shortly. So dishevelled, that is our word of the day, dishevelled. And I'm sure we have all heard... Or even use this word, right? Yes. I have um, a particular learner that 
tends to come to work disheveled. Really? <sighs> she does anymore, but she did before. <laughs> right. She was she stressed. And that's what, that's, that is the point, isn't it? It's like you end up that way because it might be the stress that you're feeling, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it says that it's marked by disorder or disarray. Mm. His hair's dishevelled, his clothes wrinkled. The late student had clearly overslept. You can tell that you can actually tell, can't you, when someone is a bit that way? I couldn't tell with this this student. Well, I could tell that they leave their house flustered, right? But there was a lot going on behind that, like. A lot going on behind that. So even before they say something, you can actually see that there's something kind of going on. Yeah. In that. Yeah. Hair not brushed. Yeah. Jackets wrinkled as anything. Uniform is really not clean. Yeah. Or not that it's not clean, but it's... You just stuffed it in your bag and then you got to pull it out of your bag and put it on. See, uh, for me, I've got to iron my clothes before I leave the house. And everything's going to be... Sh- yeah, but you can go to work in your uniform, in your work clothes. Yeah. We can't go to work in our work clothes. So you go in your uniform. So should your uniform... What? So I, I like, I iron my uniform at home. Okay. Fold it and put it in my bag. <laughs> when I get to work, the tin crush up. <laughs> what was the point in ironing it? We used to have a laundry service and it was amazing because we'd get them back and nice little wrapped in plastic with hangers and it was just so nice. And then they cl- cancelled the, the um, laundry service because apparently COVID had ended and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, then we got to launder our own stuff now. So wow. Getting... What, you got to take it home and, and do your own laundry? Yeah. So it's not necessarily in your, in that young person's case, that it was, they were dishevelled, maybe. No, 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 she didn't iron her uniform. Because you can tell when you ironed it. You've got, <laughs> no, you, you can tell when you've ironed it. Because with, so like with ours that we iron it, you fold it in a certain way. Yeah. And then you tuck it in your bag and it'll be like the skirt bit that looks a little bit wrinkled but it's not like it's just come out of the washing machine you know you've got those hard creases right. when you just get out of the washing machine and it goes all the way up the garment yeah yeah so we know she's washed it but it's just not really <laughs> she's just, yeah she hasn't even like it's just come out of the dryer and gone in her bag wow so disheveled in context it says i'm a realist i know what i see and what i see is a team that's somewhat disheveled and that's on me. Somehow, I do not have the ability at this point in time to affect my players to make sure that we're in better place mentally and physically to play the kind of basketball basketball we need. So that's been dishevelled as a team, Lily. So they was all over the place, yep. not dunking those yep. dunks, whatever it is, those balls, or you know. <laughs> and we're talking. We're talking about it from. Uh, what an outlook yeah so mm. how someone might look mm. when they're in their disheveled state um johnny rolled out of bed and realized that he was running late for work so he didn't take time in taking time to get work to work and when he got into work he looked disheveled mm. yeah because he just threw on whatever was on the end of his bed or in the drawer or under the bed mm. and got into work Late, looking dishevelled. So that's our word of the day. Don't forget you can build your vocabulary. Get a word of the word of the day in your inbox. 
every single day. And today on the February the 8th, 2022, it is dishevelled. All right. So Lily, oh, what I wanted to just reiterate last week, because I don't know if the listeners were able to get hold of this opportunity and there is actually still time to get, um, if you know any young people, because um, applications, it's for a, a Mama's Youth Project and they're recruiting, pay TV, they're training trainees to work on a Sky Broadcast show and the application closes on the 28th of February at 11.59pm. So if you know anyone, Lily, do you want to let them know about it a bit? What the, this training is that's running. So it's a TV production boot camp and participants will be training in their chosen role and making a broadcast TV show for Sky Arts. So there are 24 different positions available. Um, trainees need to be at least 18 years or over and not be in education or employment. And some of the positions that are available, there's one trainee production manager, three places for a production coordinator, 13 places for a trainee content producer, two places for a trainee camera operator, and two places for a trainee location sound operator, three places for trainee video editor. So mm. those are the 24 spaces. It's a four week free bootcamp training. And on completion, you'll be eligible to apply for a further 10 weeks of full-time paid employment, um, paid at national minimum wage, working on a Sky Arts show with BAFTA winning Licklemore Productions. Mm. And then a further paid work placement at one of their industry partners, um, which are a variety of broadcasters and reputable independent production companies such as um, Sky. Sky, ITV, Netflix, Channel 4, Warner Brothers, Line Pictures, Gravity Media and more. And they also provide six months of a career follow-up support. So things such as... Um, alumni to employers, CV workshops and interview techniques geared towards the broadcast industry. So there's quite a lot of um, help that comes along with that application. Applications are going to be open for the next three weeks. 28th mm, of 28th. February mm. is the final um, date. So I'll put the link in the chat box. Yeah. And if you know anyone, there's a video there. If you know any young person that is wanting to get into this line um, within media, within, yeah, um, television, it's quite good, I think. Mm. The fact that it's a uh, training runs for 14 weeks and it's followed by paid work placement mm. within the industry. So pass it on. It's called Mama's Youth Project. And yeah, they're recruiting paid TV training where trainees get to work on a Sky broad broadcast show. So I've, I've posted that into the chat box. Please, if you know anyone, pass pass it on. Pass on the information. And we know sharing is caring. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be training takes place at Sky Osterley Campus in TW7. Now, I think that's near Twickenham, isn't it? From my memory, 
clears um recollects that it's just um going through ealing it's just past ealing isn't it it could be anywhere it could be near Osterley campus it says and they'll be working in line with government health and safety procedures as well when it comes to covid mm-hmm. and laptops can even be provided to participants who do not have the required resources the training dates are from friday 29th of april to 5th of august and tuesday the 26th of april dependent on what role that you go for all right so it says to find out how you are eligible i'll put this website again as well into the chat box it's um mamayouth.org so i'm going to put that into the chat box please feel free to share that with anyone that you feel could benefit from Mm -hmm this all right so yeah. that's a job in media so our first question Lily. what's the question should oh let me read it properly mm-hmm. is it right for a parent to search their child's room okay what do you think no no but i think there's a difference between searching and finding things in a child's room. Mm. So going in there intentionally to find something that you don't want to find, I think is wrong. But I think if you're in there cleaning and you come across something that's unhealthy, yeah. then that's different. Yeah. And because his parents often wonder how much privacy their children need and ask if it's okay to violate it personally. So... There should be a direct link between the amount of responsibility, consistency and honesty that kids show and the amount of privacy they're allowed to have. And this is... (laughs) Allowed (laughs) to have, wow. No, privacy you're allowed to have. Like... I remember not having a door in my room, so... Yeah, I remember there was a (laughs) time not having no doors. Really? Yeah. Someone made the point on Instagram that it's even funny that this question is being asked in this generation. And that shows the difference between our upbringing. Our upbringing was, no matter, you're now having no privacy. That's, that was it. You don't have privacy. Whereas now, everyone's so precious yeah. that a child can turn around to you and be like, get out of my room and go and sit on it. No. What's the password, Marcus? What's your password? <laughs> well, like, they grown adults, password, like, isn't it? Everything. That's different. I don't know. You know. The time when kids are having safes or something in their room, I don't know. But I, I feel that there's got to be a balance here because, yes, as a parent, you, I guess that, um, we're going to look at some of the, the answers here on Facebook and see what's been said. But the respect, it's all down to that respect again, isn't it? Mm. and as a young person yes kids young people they should be allowed some form of privacy right yeah I I think though that with there's a I don't understand what this has got to do with going into their room because I feel like the society we live in now children their privacy is more going to be like, the question is, is it right for me to search my child's phone? Is it right for me to search my child's iPad? That's the question. Mm. Because if they're going to be doing something that is going to be unsafe, it's more than likely going to be in the cyber world. Yeah, Um, true. 
but then but then someone might ask them at school hold this for me they don't know what it is they ain't holding that as well no, yeah, because it says nothing. when a child is little, there's virtually no separation. Mm. Think about it. Children are typically held by their parents or caregivers for substantial portions of the day. There is even popular parenting philosophy called attachment parenting, which is just a fancy term for what has been normal for thousands of years. That's just people being or children being with their parents mm. all the time. But as a child develops and gets older, a natural and healthy separation begins. The day comes when your child goes in the bathroom and closes the door because he wants their privacy or they want their privacy and they get embarrassed if someone walks in. Yeah, but that's different yeah. than you saying, hold this for my child. Yeah, So, th- but that's the connection. So the connection is that there comes a point where there is that separation. The child wants uh, separation from the parents. That's mm. the first start. That's the first part of it, Yeah. So this is this separation's natural part of human relationships. But as teens get older, the lines of separation begin to form and become clearer. And they become, adolescents become closer now to their peers as opposed to their parents. Mm -hmm. So this is where, you know, that that separation comes in. Right, so it's a developmental process that takes place when children want to have a life of their own and adolescence is really about preparing for that, for that time. Yeah? So it says you should never be... um, It says you should know that part of that process includes forming boundaries. To put it simply, boundaries are where your child ends and you begin. So as a parent... So this is going to the point of saying, you know, they might have peers at school... They're doing specific things I don't know. And they might say to you, I'll hold this for me. Yeah, this is where the the separation is. Because now your child isn't like, you know, that invisible string that used to to be there. They'd run off for miles, but they'd come back. back. Mm. Now a separation has started. A child is, or an adolescent, because it's more happens in adolescence, Mm. that they want their privacy, they're growing, they're maturing in more ways than one and now they want their space yeah but i don't i still don't understand what that's i feel like them are them being asked by their peer to hold something is down to their sensibility i don't think that's got anything to do with them wanting space yeah but it might be because remember we're talking about searching a child's room so say if a friend asks them to hold something they don't particularly they probably don't even know what it is then they shouldn't take it that's my point. A child that has sense. So, because for me, so like when you raised us, you knew there were certain things yeah. that we just wouldn't do. There's certain, like this, this is talking about boundaries. There's certain limits that we just wouldn't go to. Yeah. But that is from what's been engraved from when we were born to when we were let out of the house, when that invisible string snapped. Yeah. Yeah. But there are just certain things that as a young person as a child you just won't do whether that's out of fear of getting licks or out of maturity because you just are aware that certain things shouldn't take place mm. i feel that that interaction with their peer should be enough for them to be like 
I don't really know what that is. I don't want to take it home. Yeah. Or yeah. I know what my mum's like. She don't like me bringing stuff up in the house. In the house yeah. And I'm just not going to do that. Mm. Yeah. Because I think that it's more about how, what your child is like, your child's mentality is like over your attachment issues. Mm. But then that can also go hand in hand with, well, I know what my child is like. I don't really need to touch their room. Yeah. And this point, it makes a point, that it says... Um, I understand that many parents go into their kids' rooms to straighten up, pick up dirty clothes and clean up. These are things we want our teens to do, yeah, even though they often don't do it mm. as much as we'd like. Not, It's not referred to as spying. Yeah, it's just going in there and just picking up certain things. Mm. Like uh, one of the comments in Facebook said that they just go in and hoover up their children's room. Yeah. They don't go in there and look around. Yeah. But that's, they said it's their girl Sorry. child. <laughs> just had a flashback. Yeah, they said it's their girl child. But someone said if it's a boy child, on the other hand, they worry a bit more about the boys. Because I... I, I don't like that concept. No, no, but I recall a parent, back in the day, I don't even remember who they were, but they, they found something very questionable in their child's bedroom. And they didn't go looking... But uh, maybe they went to put something back mm. and they found this item, mm-hmm. the firearm, in their oh. son's bedroom. Yeah? And could you imagine well, if you're finding big lumps of money mm. in your child's bedroom? So it's not the fact that you go searching, but they, they actually went in there for something and found something else. Mm. This is what I'm trying to say to you. You're saying that you should a child should know not to take something, but sometimes no. I never said they pressure, should know, but I said it's it's the mentality of the child. Yeah, but sometimes through peer pressure, you don't know, and this is why it's really important to get to know the peer your your children's peers. That's never gonna happen. What do you mean? That's never it's gonna never gonna happen? happen. You're never gonna know every single child, your child every single person your child hangs out with. Right, because I I know that I know Jonish's friends. They come. Yeah, but Jonish is the youngest. I'm sorry. We're not going to have this conversation. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right, we won't have this conversation. Is it? No. <laughs> but but it's, I think it's extremely important that a parent should know the, the majority of the, the children or people that they're, we're using the terminology children, that they're young people mm. are hanging out with. Because it's going back to searching, you know, your your child's bedroom. But isn't it more important for you to know your child? Yeah, it is. Because I've, in, it, we, there was a point where it spoke about the relationship you have with your child. If your relationship with your child, yeah, you're going to argue, yeah, you're going to have disagreements, mm. but inevitably, like I have friends that I know, they will, they, when they've done badness, they'll go straight and tell their, their mum. Yeah. Because that's the relationship they had. They had that relationship where they would tell their mum, oh, I'm going to be at this place and I'm going to be go somewhere else. in the morning. No, as in they'd be honest about where they were okay. because that's the kind of relationship they had with their parents. But they'd say that to their mum, but not their dad. Because right. mum listened, <laughs> dad will just jump the gun and yeah. want to beat up everyone. So in that instance, one parent was were aware of everything lenient. that was happening. Yeah. It wasn't the lenience though. It was just the fact that one parent had a better relationship with that child because they were more understanding. Right. Um, and I think when... Obviously, my children are very young, so this is a process that I'm going to have to learn mm. painfully. But 
Or not painful. As the children are growing, you can already see their personalities. And when, in my opinion, there are certain external factors that contribute to the way you raise your child, the church is one. That added pressure... Because it is added pressure. Gives you some different kind of mentality that you end up suffocating some. Some are suffocated and some are just... He could do what he wants. Like, it's two extremes. Whereas if you grow with your child and you know your child, you know what their personalities are like and Mm. you learn, they have to learn about your buttons, you have to learn about their buttons. If you learn... yeah, Yeah. If you learn about each other then you shouldn't really be worrying about whether your child, your son's going to bring home wads of cash because that kind of relationship out of the house stems from problems in the house. Yeah, 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 that's very true. Most of the time, that yeah. is where that relation, that is why that relationship takes place. Mm. And the same like with a female relationship with boys or or negative females out of the house that usually stems from some problem or some issue that's going on in the house okay so we've asked that question there yeah about searching Mm -hmm. is it right for a parent to search their child's room and you've you've brought those uh relevant it's Mm. so relevant to know that maybe sometimes what's happening indoors might extend outside mm. in a positive or negative way, mm. right? So let's have a look and see what some of the Facebook bookers have said. Um, Freddie G says, yes, after it's the parents' house. And Lisa's <laughs> like, oh. and Steph says, yes and no, they have a right to privacy. But if you detect something is not right, go with your instinct. Mm. Yeah. I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes... We have every best intention for our young people, mm. but sometimes they've got a whole other yeah. idea. Yeah. And we've got to have make sure that we keep that in mind as well because we'd love perfect children, but sometimes one, the influence is outside. So even though you're run, trying to run a decent household, mm. they, don't forget they're going outside and can be influenced from yeah. the outside as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's not matter of spying on them in that sense because we said is it right to search their room but as Steph said that if we detect something's not right Mm. then it might be necessary yeah Mm. but then hopefully like you said if you've got a good relationship with your children that you'll be able to have that conversation Mm. and they'll be able to come to you openly and express to you how things are going Mm. yeah so Tom Brennan says the same it says for reason yes to be nosy, no. no. So it's never right to be nosy. It's like sometimes I go into John Ash's room because I need to get something out. Um, the 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 what's it called the thing that I use inside here. Mm. But I never snoop. Yeah, I will not snoop for his things. It's just not. It's just it, it, he's grown as well. He's a grown mm. man. It's not right to do that. See all these comments <laughs> about the child not being on the bill. Um. <sighs> yeah, damn right. I don't see them name council tax bill are we not past that now what do you mean like surely we are more <sighs> this this is but the old, it, but the it's the old school mentality that that's what it is it's the old school mentality it's that yeah. 
I'm the parent, you're the child. Yes, that is true. Like the one we had, can you be friends with your children? Yeah. That kind of, well, no, you can't, but yes, you can. Like, what kind of mentality? If you're already coming with negativity, you're already putting blocks up. Mm, mm, yeah. And if you've come with that, you do as I say, not as I do attitude, they're not going to talk to you. They're going to go out and do foolishness. But the thing is, like Marcia said here, just bust in their rooms and look at them and leave. <laughs> this lets them know who's in charge yeah <laughs> you know so it, uh, yeah. I do, you know but there's one down how they paying the bills again we got that you know what about privacy yeah so um i've asked him this question what about privacy and chanel she 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 really does she comes every week and yeah and see exactly know. yeah you know, she says she feels that some of these comments show why children are the way they are mm-hmm. today because they didn't feel respected or trusted in growing up Mm -hmm. in my opinion no and yes no because if you know if your child is generally a good kid like what you said Lily Mm -hmm. and doesn't do anything extreme and you're constantly imposing on them without good cause they're not going to feel like they can confide in you 100 as their parent Mm -hmm. because you clearly don't trust them and one day it could really backfire Mm -hmm. if you're in serious trouble but can't feel like they can come to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, because if you are doing it out of concern and worry and something is seriously wrong, you could ultimately be Save, saving yeah. your child's life mm-hmm. or someone else's. Overall, if there is no reason to, I don't think you should. It, that is exactly yeah. it. That is exactly yeah. it. And that's it in a nutshell. What's that, Lily? The only thing I do in the room. I mean, I have been at the receiving end as a grown adult of having my cupboard snooped through by a parent. Oh not my, my own parent. And I felt violated. Like, it was literally... I'm a grown woman with two kids and I'm married. And my... my the, the areas of my house she should not be in, you were in there. And my question to that person is, what were you doing in there? Like, mm. even even with the best intentions, there is certain no, but there can't places be no best you can't go. If you no, are but like, for example, like it, was in a, it was in a wardrobe, okay? Yeah. They've gone in my wardrobe. But my thing is, okay, if you were help, like, if you're doing laundry or whatever, just put it in my bed. Yeah. You don't need to go snooping in cupboards. And I know you went snooping because things that should have been in certain places weren't in those certain places. Because only they put in their hand and take it out. Yeah, so as a grown <laughs> adult with two children and a husband, I felt violated. So that she was a grown person, so much less a younger person, that they, they, they two would feel... And this is in my know, own violated. house. This wasn't even in the person's house. This is in my house that I paid a rent for. And my name is on the council tax bill. You get me? <laughs> so, wow. come on. This is what I'm saying. As parents, clearly this person doesn't know <laughs> their child. But as parents, you grow to know your child. You grow mm. to know what they're like. You grow to know their personality, their likes, their dislikes, their pet peeves. What pushes their buttons? I know I've got two very fiery daughters that at a flick of a switch can be happy as sunshine <laughs> and then a hurricane. So yeah. that's, and they're young. Mm. But this is what we're learning from when they were in the womb because they manifested a lot of it when they were in there. I mm. should have really learned from them to be fair. But as they're growing, you, you can see what they're like as little children, as little adults. 
you can it's work you ones. can you just need to do you know yeah. like i know all of this you're not on the council tax bill yeah this is true and you are paying the bills for the four five six rooms in your house but then they never asked to be born did they exactly so you got to give them a bligh as well you got to exactly respect where respect is due and yeah give them their privacy and if they if you have that bond or that closeness you've set boundaries but they can always come and speak to you Mm. about anything and that is the point that's it in a nutshell really Mm. being able to come and speak to you about anything and then you won't have to worry and then you won't have to search everyone yeah isn't it so beautiful people we're going to go to one one song and we'll be back because it is now 20 to 7 20 to 8 should i say (laughs) 20 to 8 here on february the 8th 2022 and time is really speeding along so we'll see y'all in five Wrong for me to own 
sounds of Georgie, Porgie, Puddin' and Pie. <laughs> Sorry, Eric Benet, <laughs> featuring Faith and Faith Ev- Faith Evans. Evans. Put my teeth in. Put my teeth in. <laughs> so, Lily, quickly moving into our scenario because we have really run out of time. Okay. Tonight, and the scenario is: so your friend turns up in whatever she turns up in yeah and it's not really complimenting her very well okay what do you do i mean i've got it down as a question on facebook should we, should we, is it wrong oh sorry not that one <laughs> it is how do you tell your friend that you don't like the way they dress i wouldn't say you don't not telling them they that you don't like the way they dress because we all have our individual style mm. but they turn up in something that's really questionable. What do you do? What so do you do? Usually, listeners? we either meet at someone's house and then go out after we go out. So I may be that person that says, "Are you wearing that?" Okay. Are we all going? Are we all going out together? We usually compare notes, though. Okay. What are you wearing? We, we don't. We don't really. We, yeah, we usually compare notes. And I'm with like-minded people, so we generally dress similarly. Not yeah. the same, but we we dress similarly. Mm. Um, I don't think I'd say I don't like what you're wearing, but I have two people that I know currently in um, a place of work. And both of them wearing uniform that's too small. Okay, so how... But it's not like when I was squeezing into my uniform Mm. prior to COVID and I was bursting at the seams. You you could see a little pot belly through my dress. It wasn't like that. Mm. It's not like that. It's a bit like uh, Mr Fixit used to say in our classes... Oh, don't be like those girl, those women in Dalston Market. They're a size 22 when they're squeezing into a size 14. Exactly like that. So one of them (laughs) is about maybe size... 16 uh-huh. and the dress looks like it's a short fit yeah size 10 12 a short fit size 10 12 but how does that work because i don't think a 14 if you're size 14 that you can actually fit into a size 10 but it's like she's been she's <coughs> squeezing herself up, i'll it? make it fit that but it, there, i don't yeah. think it would look so bad if the dress was longer yeah if the dress went past the knees then it and they're not short they're quite a tall person okay. it would make a difference if they yeah. was wearing it would look a bit more tasteful right and professional so what if, what if it was a friend of yours then because if she was my friend I'd, I'd say come let's go to the uniform lady and get you a new dress but it's your work colleague would you not do the same thing no because i don't like her <laughs> What, why am I going to tell her? It's not Still, It's not it? my place to say. It's her manager's place to say. Yeah. Because my manager told me that I... At least she's thinking about getting a new uniform. I already <laughs> really? was thinking about getting a new uniform anyway. But <laughs> at that point, it was very difficult to fit into... Like, it was getting so bad, the arms of the, 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 the tunic was too tight it was cutting off circulation so i had to get and it was that a couple of washes had made it a bit small so fine i got okay. the same size but a newer one yeah because it was the fit 
it just shrink a little bit in the wash. Okay. Um, Not good fabric then. And I'm pleased to say that now actually it's too big. So oh, there I'm, you go. I'm rather proud. But the other person is is the belly is coming out at the bottom of the, of the tunic. Oh. And she wow. don't wear the dress. She wears a top and legging. Well, Tony Durant says buy them something new to wear. I mean, we're no, starting that. No, because then that's, they're taking money out of my pocket. Yeah, but that's even worse, isn't it, if you're going, but basically they're saying if you don't like it. Get them something to go out yeah. in. No, but then it's saying it's their, their money, they buy what they want. And that is me? very true. But they're going to be out with you. Yeah. And what reputation does that bring into you? Because mm. I know what it's like being out with already attractive females and dress tastefully and you are just hounded by guys mm. even more and I, i'm assuming here we're talking about the lack of clothes not so much like i have seen on the road daddy we've been out um there's these leggings and they're know. so see-through that yeah. you can see everything yeah like literally they're like tights that you can see everything but is that the style these days but I, I have said know. to my friend that her leggings are see-through. Right, and they've done nothing? No, they will change the leggings. Okay, because you don't want to... I don't know what your views out there, listeners, when it comes to dressing, when it comes to, you know, you, you, you're going out on a, a night out and one of your friends might come along and she's going to let the side down because you've all dressed up quite classy and they've come... Ratchet. Yeah, kind of ratchet. Is that, you know, I, I don't know, Lily. I really don't know. It's their business, isn't it? They can, it is. they can wear what they want to wear. I just, I won't be standing next to you mm. wherever we're going. I'm going to stand next to the person that's dressed similar to me. <laughs> well, Angela John Baptiste, she says, only if they ask my for my opinion, I will tell them straight, each to their own, whatever makes them happy and comfortable. Does mine look business? But then if they've got yes. everything being out, like everything... The thing is, when you're dressing ladies, you know, it's not hard and fast rule, but it is etiquette that you show one thing or another. Yeah, chest or legs. Right, chest or legs or, you know, your arms. But you don't have everything out. But I have been out mm. where I've got a short dress or a short-ish dress. It's a short dress. I've got a short dress on mm. and it shows a bit of cleavage a little bit of but it's a tasteful bit of cleavage it's not like it's coming down to my belly button kind of yeah. cleavage and it's short dress because mm. i don't I, i'm not that way inclined and guys i mean nowadays guys dress is like really tight pants really tight pants cutting off all your circulation <laughs> probably and it's very feminine yeah the, the way that. that a lot of men they, it's probably harder to find things now. It's, yeah, it's not the fact that they're try. I think buying you know, trousers for guys is a problem. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> just thought back um, a time ago when Dad went out and bought his own thing. He'd done his own wardrobe thing. I'm like... He bought his own thing? Yeah. Don't let him wear his own no, clothes. No, 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 I do, I do. <laughs> but there's got to be style to it. It's not me imposing in it, but I'm saying this would look really nice on you. Because these trousers, these pants were tight. But you say this will look really nice on you. Yeah. Go put it on. (laughs) (laughs) Then we we get ready to go. But then there's that us, again, imposing ourselves on that person's 
style, sense of style. We'll, we'll, we'll think about that one. Yeah. We'll think about that. But it oh says, gosh. if you're only, if you're really French, uh, Chanel says, if you're really French, you just have to give give them that the look. look. Yes. <laughs> they'll know. Okay. The look, is that what you're wearing? The look, yeah. Is that what you're that question wearing? alone makes them question it. Is that... Is that what you're wearing? Oh, that's bad because then that's their self-esteem that gets slipped. But it's not though roof. because if you feel confident to go out in that, then you should be confident to put on a little bit more clothes. Why? <laughs> Someone did make the point there. though on Inst- was it Instagram TikTok and they were saying that back home, back in the back in the back in the day, mm. we didn't wear clothes. What, just be out? You're just, just naked. Yeah. You just walk around naked. And men were not... It wasn't a, oh, the men are... Da, da, da. They didn't care because they were so accustomed to that look mm. that it wasn't it, did, it wasn't bothersome. Whereas now, because of slavery and whatever, and the Europeans come and they saw us looking all nice with our bodies, that they wanted us to cover it up. Now when it's you showing a little bit of flesh, it's, oh, the guys, the guys don't... you got to keep yourself tasteful for the guys. No, the guys just need to control themselves. Yeah. And that was the point We've it was that. made. The... We've had that point on the show as well, isn't it? That, yeah. But it's not even the control of the guys, but what is tasteful and what you might see as tasteful is someone else they might see it as frumpy or, you know, it's just how everyone views things. But like the seafood trousers with all your bats yeah, and nice. stuff, you you got to tell your friend if they're not turning up right. You know, you just got to out of love of your heart. It's not nothing malicious. And as Steph Davis Monroe says, if it is an inappropriate dress, in my opinion, I'm telling her direct. I'm not walking <laughs> road with her. If it is just a lack of style that makes her look frumpy, again, I'm telling her and going shopping. My friends are open to contra- constructive criticism mm. if there is an end result. And yeah. that's the point, isn't it? It's, it's being constructive. You're not tearing anyone down. You're being loving and saying, darling, let's, it's not working. Let's go and find something that works oh, for you. Oh, you're so nice. Really? <laughs> Lily, what's the book telling us? Come on, man. We've literally got six minutes left of the show, guys. It says... <clears throat> There comes a time when su- there comes a time when suddenly you realize that laughter is something you remember, and that you were the one laughing. Mm. I don't know why I chose that. Hopefully, we're not laughing, laughing at our friend or laughing at our children. I've laughed at their friends bedrooms. before, but I'm not their friend anymore. So. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's coming out today. It's all coming out. <laughs> But did you tell them, like, you're going out in that? No, we went out somewhere and they were wearing, like, a skirt. And it was a church thing. It's, that's why they were dressed like this. But mm. they were wearing a skirt under a dress. Right. And then, a, a, like, a vest under the dress as well. And I'm just be honest. I'm, I'm... <laughs> you wanna, she's an Aquarius, guys. Straight, blunt, We to stood the back and we was like, what on earth? What was the point in you wearing the dress? You should have just wore the vest and a skirt. But that's how I said it. You should have just wore the vest and a skirt. We wearing a dress for. It doesn't make you look nice. So that's how you said it, just like that. I didn't add the doesn't make you look nice, but that's, <laughs> I said that part in my head because I knew that wasn't nice. But the rest of it, I was like, what, why did you wear the dress? You should have just wore the vest and the. She could have wore the vest, the nice top she wore underneath, and the skirt with a nice little blazer. You know, just change the, the dress for a blazer. 
She wanted, it's like, you know when children got an odd shoes, they really wanted to wear those odd shoes out. That's what she was doing that day. Leave her to it. No. She, hey. needed, she needed to be told. And now she's not your friend no more. Because <laughs> I'm too well, honest. <laughs> what can we say? God what can we say, beautiful people? Thank you so much for tuning in tonight on the Let's Talk Drive Time show. Um, we're just <coughs> keeping it real, talking on taboo subjects. And just, yeah, with... If you have any questions that you'd like us to tackle on the show, thank you so much for everyone that has sent in things for us to talk about. And um, we will continue bringing you content um, of the like. Of the like. So I don't know what we're going to do for you next week, um, but I'm sure that it will be something great. Don't forget that DJ Laro is on from 8 till 10 tonight. And we have a live DJ every single night on the show live more than one live dj going live every week um not forgetting charlie muir and donald the therapist you can catch them tomorrow wednesday charlie from seven till nine and darnell from nine to eleven please check the schedules give yourselves a nice big round of applause thank you so much for your company and i guess all that naturally lily and i have left to say ears we will see y'all on, On the, the other, other side. side. Take Good care, evening. beautiful people. Of my dates and that.